Welcome to the Biz Bros Podcast. It's actually the first podcast of the new year, 2022. We're it's back in the while. studio. It has been a while. How are you doing, I'm fantastic. I'm good. We're healthy. We're good. It's a yeah. new year. Time to jumpstart this year and then get it moving. So hopefully we can motivate you a bit. Absolutely. Before we kick things off, I wanted to give a shout out to our channel sponsor, Altitude Everything Latte, filled with all the goodies you need to kind of rev your day up without the jitters. So check them out if you have not already uh, tried it yet. Altitude Everything Latte. It's good. Absolutely. Get you moving. You had one today? No, but I did have one. Yesterday. That's true. Okay. All righty, guys. Today we have an exciting topic for you. One that um, we really, we really care about. Um, I know we have a lot of clients that care about that. And the topic is going to be the keys to optimizing Facebook advertising to get your brand noticed. But before we get into that, we'll be dropping our intro now. That's perfect. That was awesome. And then you want to do this rose one since so we'll have it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I got it, I got it. Yeah. Take two. Okay, ready. What's going on? Welcome to the Biz Pros Podcast. My name's Kyle Nelson. I've got my great co-host and good friend here, Mr. Eli Lynch. Thank you, Kyle. Thank you, Kyle. It's the episode, man. Absolutely. We're really Can't excited wait. for this episode. We've got a great yep. Absolutely. Number two, clear, simple Why? images. Amazon seller. The first thing I'm really following about in this article is really looking for that initial press. You need to be thinking about product photography and video production. All right, everybody, welcome back. We want to introduce Kenny Gray, who is the founder of Great Media. Kenny has a team and a passionate about building businesses that find a one-of-a-kind message. He is here today to provide some insight on how to create unique creative strategies that produce effective results to help scale revenues, boost brand awareness, and enhance that user experience. So without further ado, Kenny, welcome to the show. What's up? Hey, what's going on, guys? Thanks for having me. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Thanks again for your patience earlier. I know we had some technical difficulties, but we're here. So excited to be here. Excited yeah. to kick it off. Yeah, Kenny. So we'd love to learn a little bit about yourself first, about kind of your story and your journey to getting to, um, you know, great media and kind of how you got into the Facebook world and advertising and marketing. Yeah, yeah. How did I get here to really put myself through the struggle of, you know, <laughs> trying to help uh, multiple brands and find clients? It's a whole new world I've, I've learned over the last couple of years. Um, but yeah, so I, I started in digital marketing uh, with NBC Sports at the Golf Channel. I kind of dabbled in some SEO. Uh, I got to help run some social media channels like the YouTube channel. Uh, you know, basically very, uh, you know, base level, nothing crazy, but it just kind of sparked my interest. So uh, cool. naturally, I just kind of wanted to learn a little bit more. And uh, eventually I moved away from the Golf Channel. I started with a small agency. Uh, they had me media buying because I had a strong analytics background. So Gave that a shot, just really stuck. And after a while, I was like, well, let me learn email. Let me learn how to build the website. Uh, you know, let me just talk to the client. Let me go over strategy. Uh, and eventually, I'm sure as most people, you know, reach a certain point where, especially with the gig economy right now, you you want to just run it yourself. You want to give it a shot. You want to kind of learn a little bit more. Um, and that's just kind of where it kind of led me here. So I was freelancing for a little bit and then I guess business was good. So I just kind of kept getting more clients, uh, kept getting busier and uh, pretty much had to start building a team. Uh, so now I'm training them. I'm trying to bring them up to speed and kind of acting more as a strategist. 
And uh, now we're just trying to grow and uh, just trying to diversify and just kind of keep learning. Uh, I mean, you guys know how it goes in the e-com space. It's like you think you learn something and then they make an update uh, and then you know nothing. <laughs> 100%. Absolutely. Couldn't be a quick mover in it. So in the initial kind of when you got this, this um, agency going, how are you getting clients? Uh, right now, we're going to be really strong. Um, participating in any type of community where I, I get to a point where I'm out lending a helping hand and then it just turns into, uh, hey, you know what, you, you know this better. How about we just bring you on board and your team runs it instead? Sure. Um, we're doing you know a little bit of cold outreach, uh, putting out content, uh, a little bit of everything. It's still starting phases. And then off, like I have a few great partnerships with a couple agencies as well who kind of have me white label in a sense, or we Very just cool. partner on accounts and work on them together. Yeah. Very cool. That's really cool. Do you do a lot of digital advertising for your current agency? Uh, that's the funny part. I think you, you guys can maybe relate. It's really hard to market yourself or advertise yeah. yourself. So, totally. uh, I'm starting to learn, I'm going to probably have other people work on my stuff, uh, and me be out of it because then I get too granular. Yep. I get too nitpicky. 100%, uh, right. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, it. I have tried a few ads. I've tried a few, I mean, you know, it's very congested. So oh, yeah. I'm just trying to, you know, do great work for the clients and let the work speak for itself. Uh, and it also takes a lot of time. There's a lot of competition out there. There's a lot of really smart people, a lot of great agencies. So, uh, and then what I have to kind of remind myself, I'm sure you guys know this, uh, you only want like a piece of the pie. I don't need the whole thing. I just need like a little sliver. Uh, I'm fine in my corner. Just, I can make enough oh, for yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, no, just Completely get your little, agree, that's, yeah. yeah, that's how, that's how people should think when you overthink it, trying to get one of these exactly. you know, agencies moving it. It's, it's just, you, it's so diluted now. Um, so tell us about tell us about the different specific services that you guys do, and then maybe we can kind of get into Facebook advertising mm -hmm. on how to optimize yes. it to get your brand noticed. Yeah, so obviously we are paid advertising specialists. Um, Facebook, Instagram, starting to get more involved in TikTok. Uh, we're just not seeing the conversions there. Great click through rates, great brand awareness. Just uh, I don't think that's a platform where people are you know impulsively buying anything yet. Sure. Um, and of course, Google, all the main big ones. Um, and then we more so specialize with e-com clients. Um, so really, just, I really like Shopify stores. I like working with those people. It's very, um, they're trying to figure everything out. There's a little bit of wiggle room and, and they're a little bit more um, receptive to your advice. Uh, some of these bigger brands already have their strategy. They have everything in place and they're trying to bring it in internally. So, you know, I don't want to go around the agency model of sticking around for three or six months and then they, you know, all right, we're going to hire somebody in-house, just focus on that solely. Um, so, I mean, we do everything from uh, paid advertising to email to building out and a little bit of CRO, that conversion, op uh, conversion rate optimization. Just uh, what I really notice is it really matters what happens after the click of your ad. So that's why I got interested because I was running great ads, getting great engagement metrics. And I was like, what's going on afterwards? Yeah. Uh, there's mm -hmm. a serious drop off or people you're getting a ton of ad to carts and people aren't pulling the trigger on it. So that's where I was like, let me just go do it. I'll customize the funnel. I'll do the test just because I know what traffic I'm sending. I can keep the messaging linear across the whole campaign. So a, a little bit of everything. We really try to stick with paid advertising and then everything's kind of supplemental. Cool. Nice. What, what, do, what are your thoughts on um, social commerce? So the ability to transact through Facebook or Instagram or clickable pictures to, to you know, 
make a purchase through. And I know Shopify has all the plugins to integrate with Facebook and, and the different social networks. What are your thoughts and some of your clients' feedback in the social commerce world? Like, are people actually transacting through these accounts or are they, do they feel confident in going back to the client's website? Yeah, so I took advantage with a couple clients and I transitioned them, uh, you know, there's an option and you want the client or the user to check out on the website or you want them mm -hmm. to check out in platform. So I uh, was a Facebook, maybe gave us like $10,000 just to play around with ad spend as long as we were sending them to the shop. So yeah, you know, why not? Um, so I think that's where everything's going to be transitioning. I think it's going to take a little while for that user experience to you know, the users have to get comfortable with it. They have to know how the whole step-by-step -step process goes where we all are so familiar with shopping on large brand e-commerce stores where we know and we're familiar with the whole process of checking out. So that's where it's going to, there's going to be a little lag time there on all the platforms, I think, but I'm still seeing a few purchases come in and out of there. I think uh, most people, it's like when you go to Target, you're going mm -hmm. there for, you know, toilet paper, but you end up going with, uh, you know, dry erase markers, some popsicles, new towels for the bathroom, uh, a vacuum. Totally. So oh, yeah. as that window shopping experience enhances, I, I don't see why not, uh, especially if you have all of these brands already in one uh, marketplace, like say everybody's using the shop on Facebook, you basically created a, a digital mall. So if you can put everybody into one basket, you can just do one click and check out, which they're kind of doing with the shop pay feature now, mm -hmm. uh, which I actually really like. I've used it myself, but uh, I think it's just going to take a little time. And then as we see like the metaverse and the NFTs and everything, it's going to be the same idea in the gaming world. Like you don't want to have to go jump from site to site to site. It should be a, you know, very seamless interaction. Yeah, I think totally. people just have a hard time trusting putting their credit card into Facebook. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's where I'm at myself too. I'm like, I don't know. Because I don't know the validity of the accounts mm -hmm. where I know Amazon at least has checks and balances and a Shopify website is at least, you know, you're putting the time into it to build one where Facebook, I don't know who can throw up something and sell yeah. and, you know, that that's where I'm at with that. Um, yeah, Absolutely. So cool. Let's jump into optimizing Facebook advertising to get your brand noticed. Some yeah, definitely. What are some backend insights you're getting? Um, so I guess we all are aware of what's going on since last, uh, I'd say June is when everything kicked in with all the, the tracking mm -hmm. issues we experienced and pretty much, you know, conversions went down, prices went up. Um, and that was also following after all the, the elections and everything else that was going on, driving up all the costs. So uh, I think going into the Facebook advertising world, you just have to know like uh, what metrics are real, what can you actually follow? And those would be in-app platform metrics such as you know CPC, CTR, CPMs, because at the end, end of the day, it is just a, a traffic game, right? Um, totally. So even if I, right, so if I can't see every conversion come through, I can still see uh, you know inside of a person's store, I know I'm sending them to this page, I'm seeing the conversions come from there. So, you know, there's not a 100% solution. There's programs like RedTrack or Hyros. They provide a little bit more insight and you can get a little more granular, at least for your decision making on your audience or your ad levels. But at the end of the day, you really have to like nitpick it. You need to have your messaging being very cohesive from, you know, ad click to the page and making sure you're providing a great uh, user experience. So I think uh, in-app metrics, those are going to be huge. Uh, try and use third-party tools. 
Um, and you're just kind of really trying to create that good experience, honestly. Um, we spend a lot of time in every analytics account now and just seeing where we're sending them, paying attention to those landing pages. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, what's your bounce rate? How long are they spending? Uh, what like, What's the length of time they're spending on the page? What pages are they clicking to next? Like say if you're sending them to a blog and at the end, is there a buy button? Are you, you giving the option, the call to action to go shop? Um, you know, what type of value are you providing? So uh, I know I just said a lot there and went in a ton of different directions, but uh, it's really just pay attention to the metrics that you can actually have control of, right? Right. What are you finding um, successful in terms of actual like creative assets and copy um, for the actual ads to actually get really noticed and loud um, in terms of that? Um, yeah, so that's a mix. I think it depends on your niche. It depends on what you're trying to sell. Uh, I have noticed, and with all of the agencies and other media buyers I speak with, um, you know, creative is still always king, uh, and you really have to be testing more and more creative. I think, you know, people are just intaking so much content. And so if you're just doing the same thing that everyone else is doing, or you're doing something that another brand is already doing, people are becoming to realize, you know, it's the same idea when the commercials come on on TV, you mute the cam you, um, <laughs> you mute, mute the TV or you just change the channel or you, you know, fast forward because you're so uh, conditioned, you're aware yeah. that it's an advertisement. You're like, I, I don't care. Like quit trying to sell me on right. stuff all the time. I'm trying, I'm on here to be entertained. So um, I see a lot of, a lot of messaging going around, like, you know, who sells best people sell best to people. So we see a lot of micro influencer targeting. Um, again, I think that depends on the brand and the industry. Cause that you, you can tell when you can kind of see through the phonies or if it's saturated, Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, testing tons of creative uh, for retargeting. I like to go product heavy. I don't even try and, uh, you know, I might list out benefits and why we might be better than our competitors, but uh, just be straightforward. This is the product. This is what it does. You already showed interest in it. So it's really just like a little reminder. Um, yeah. And then at, at your top of the funnel, you usually always want to go with a brand awareness and play like an angle. You know, what's the problem and how does my product or service provide that solution? Um, so, you know, you got to get a little psychological and kind of see what people are going to click on. Right. Totally. What niche or what kind of, um, what kind of you're working with e-commerce clients. So what price point of product, uh, is moving through Facebook and, and is successful on Facebook? Like, does that make, does that question make sense? Like, is it like a uh, lower yeah. end product that you're seeing like a lower price point product or, um, are are your clients seeing success in, in a higher price point type of product? In my experience with Facebook, like the low, the, the lower price stuff always worked better, but then, then you really soak up all that margin. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. You know, people, everyone's trying to drop ship a t-shirt company these days. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. if you don't have a, you know, a good backend, you don't have good content, you're not anybody who anyone cares about, or maybe, uh, you know, a great angle, then, you know, right. your, your margins are going to be way too tight. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've noticed the same thing. So between like supplements and apparel, uh, those are still doing really well because, uh, yeah. you know, people are always going to need T-shirts or, you know, shorts, mm -hmm. people, uh, the fitness industry, you're always going to need more pre-workout or BC, you know, whatever it is. Uh, that's just like a recurring revenue thing. So you're playing a, like a lifetime value play, right? You might not make the biggest profit off of that first purchase, but over time and they keep purchasing from you, you know, every new apparel drop or every new, uh, or every time you want to re up on your supplements every 30 days, uh, if you have that customer loyalty, then they're spending 50 plus dollars with you every month. And that adds up over time. 
Exactly. Um, and I think clients have to remember, because I'm sure you guys know this too, you know, people come with you and they want to, you know, sell, um, you know, a $2,000 at home sauna and they want to do it on Facebook ads. And it's just like, right. that's not going to happen, man. Exactly. <laughs> like it, it might over time, but yep. uh, no one's going to be scrolling their feed, see, uh, you know, a $2,000 product. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, exactly. So um, I know some of us use like a, a measurement tool of saying like whatever the price point is to get proper testing, you might want to do three to five times the amount of that product. So if you put that into perspective and you have like a $500 uh, product, then you're going to have to spend uh, what you know, at least $1,500 to properly test the market with your product and your ads. Uh, and that's just assume in that's not even counting all your different creatives, your different headlines, mm -hmm. your different primary copy, your landing pages. So now you're spreading yourself super thin. Right. Yep, exactly. When the some of the new the new privacy policies went into place, how did that affect um, the way that you were targeting? And how did you kind of translate that to the client? Because, uh, you know, it might be kind of hard to translate that, that to them. But what did you do to kind of mitigate some of that? Oh man, that was uh, about three or four months of just unfun conversations and explaining yeah. the same thing happening over and over. You know, some of us are very aware of what's going on and understand the whole tracking and how these scripts work and speak to each other. Um, and a lot of clients, the majority of them don't really understand it because they're not the ones in the weeds over here. So there was just a lot of explaining how the process was happening and then how it's going to be working moving forward and what you know where you're going to be taking hits, which is really at your bottom of the funnel. Your people who are on your website adding to cart, uh, you know, you can't have an abandoned cart uh, ad sequence the way that you used to. Uh, you can't kind of put everybody into those little pools like you could before. So you might have to group them into larger uh, timeframes like Instead of doing a website visitor of uh, seven days out, you might have to extend it to 30 now or to 180, even to get a good enough size audience just to target some of those people. Um, for cold, we used to use a, a ton of lookalikes because, uh, you know, the shop, all that data would be sent back and forth to the pixel. You would get a ton of data. It would find people who look like your current customers. So that worked out great. What I'm noticing now is interest targeting and, you know, multiple testing, you know, find your group of five to 10 interests that are working and then group them together after you go through a couple phases of testing. Um, and then in some cases, if you have enough data, if you've been, you have a good relationship from your ad account to your store and with Facebook or Google, wherever it might be, um, then even just going wide open. And I've noticed cost cap over bid cap recently has actually kind of been breaking loose where if anybody has tested that, you might notice you, you could put a $10,000 uh, CBO budget on there uh, and do twice, triple the amount of what the actual CPA you're looking for, and it still won't spend. Uh, maybe you'll spend one day and you'll spend a bunch of money and it won't get you anything. But mm -hmm. uh, just try, trying to break it loose, but also control your cost has really been a, you know, a tough aspect in media buying. And then I think the uh, middle of the funnel, sorry, <laughs> middle of the funnel no, has been no, huge right now. Uh, like, uh, you know, your video viewers, your Instagram or Facebook engagers, all of those people, they're in at metrics and that is trackable. So those types of people, uh, you can try to exclude your website visitors, but ultimately at that goal, you're trying to get them from engaging with you on a light level, um, you know, a button like or a view. And then you're trying to get them over to the website basically to make another action, right? Yeah. It's all about making those little yeses come together to finally get that conversion. Yep, exactly. 
through the customer journey, understanding that, how they're interacting, getting them into that buy button. Um, I know we, we talked about Facebook and I feel like we hashed that out pretty good. Do you have any background with LinkedIn advertising? Anything, have you, have you experimented with that at all with, with um, any of your clients? You know what, a small, you know, small experiment. Uh, and I've definitely been working with quite a few uh, B2B partners, um, which I, I think that's where it's going to thrive. Um, yeah. It's definitely different co- type of content on there too. It's definitely providing more uh, value. It's a bigger awareness play, a bigger lead generation. Uh, it's not like a place where people are going to click and purchase, but definitely if you provide a service and you're trying to get yourself out there, uh, I could see it working there and it is growing. It's a very professional network, but I don't have a, you know, I can't say I've spent the same amount of money on LinkedIn as I have Facebook or Google or anything. Cool. I'm just super curious. I just know that the targeting is a lot different on LinkedIn and you can target a little bit more specifically. So I was just curious. Absolutely. Um, Got anything else? I can't. I know. I, w- I was just curious on LinkedIn. So, um, <laughs> how, do, how does how does the uh, advertising for? Oh, I remember. How we talked a lot about e-commerce just now. What about service-based businesses on Facebook and Instagram? <clears throat> how are you seeing how to optimize those correctly? Is it more of like value drops? <clears throat> excuse me. And getting that brand awareness moving, or do you see people actually going through and? you know, moving through the actual funnel um, as quick as they do with e-com. Sorry, I think maybe it's my terrible internet today. Um, I did, I missed the first part of the question. Um, In terms of uh, the ads, we talked a lot about e-commerce, but what about service-based businesses um, through Facebook and Instagram? How are you seeing the kind of the funnel work with that and kind of the lead time in terms of them actually like reaching out and filling out a form or calling or booking a, booking a meeting or do you, do you just focus on, uh, e-com? Oh no, we've done a ton with lead generation and, um, we could definitely, um, it's one of those things lead costs have gone up. Uh, but also what I kind of have to tell some of these clients is, you know, the more you're paying for some of these leads, if done properly, they're going to be more quality and more likely to close. Uh, so I'm, yeah, usually when you're doing lead generation, it usually leads to a you know sale down the road that's going to be worth far more than you know a t-shirt. Um, so right. that's actually where it comes into a huge play with um, you know your messaging, your headline, and your creative just to attract the right person. Especially in some right. cases, you want to make sure you target decision makers. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what happens right after? Do you want everybody to just click the button and schedule a call? Probably not. You might do that at first, but then you're going to slowly learn that those are really low quality leads. Those are people who are just, you know, window shopping, they're clicking, uh, they might not be, you know, completely qualified. So, you know, you might put in like a, a questionnaire or a type of survey, anything to basically, you know, a barrier, like uh, if it's a larger oh. service, it might be, what is your credit score? Do you have this amount of money to put into this business? Um, like, we were finding leads for a company that was looking for new franchise owners. And that was a tough one, but yeah. uh, that's about a hundred thousand dollar purchase, uh, you know, from the main right. company. <laughs> so uh, oh. we had a little leeway and a huge budget to work with. Yeah. So right. yeah, they were okay if we were getting leads at a hundred or $200 over time, because those people actually had the ability to you right. know, pull the trigger and they actually were qualified instead of just people yeah. who are like, oh, no, I'd love to be my yeah. own boss. <laughs> yeah, no, that's super interesting. That's cool. That's cool. 
Jiminy? Yeah, and that was oh, actually I'm... one. I didn't really think that was, would even work, especially how it was on there. But at the end of the day, everyone's on social media. So um, uh, even those right people, they're going to be on there at some point, right? Yep, for sure. Exactly. And if anything, it's yeah, you just got to keep hitting them and hitting them and hitting them. And you have eventually, a lot of budgets. Yeah, you just keep going. Yeah. <laughs> keep going. Oh, yeah. Well, awesome, Kenny. Before we wrap things up, we always like asking our guests um, if there's one thing that you hope that our, our audience is walking away from with your episode, what would that be? Uh, you know, one thing to walk away with is, uh, especially over time, I've noticed, you know, keep your process simple. Uh, you don't need to overcomplicate things, um, you know, focus on the next step forward. Um, and then if you also need help with that, you can always go to our website, <laughs> schedule a call. And I jump on the phone with almost everybody and just, you know, it's a quick 30 minute call. We help everyone out, point them in the right direction. But uh, overall, keep it simple. If you if it feels overwhelming and complicated, then you know, you're probably going in the wrong direction there. Awesome. And then where can they find you? Uh, yeah. So at greatmedia.com. Uh, I've learned that this is a tough one to spell because it's a pun on my last name. So it's spelled like the color. I don't know. We may have to revisit it. So it's G-R-A-Y-T media.com. Uh, so definitely a learning phase with that name. <laughs> well, cool. Well, thank you so much, Kenny, for jumping on the podcast. We really appreciate it. And I'm sure our audience is going to take away quite a bit. Oof. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks for having me on the Biz Bros. This is great. Awesome, man. We'll awesome, talk soon. Kenny. And if you haven't yet, please subscribe to our podcast. Just go to bizbros.io or just uh, search the Biz Bros podcast on where you listen to podcasts. And we're going to be there. So we appreciate you tuning in. And we'll talk and chat with you in the next Biz Bros podcast. See you guys.